and welcome to episode two of the podcast, This Is Your TV Life. And today we are joined by one of our Strictly Professionals. Um, he was in the series for four years. Um, uh, you'll know him as Robin Windsor. Um, so welcome, Robin. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for, for taking part and take it, talking about your TV life. Um, obviously, we, we touched on it there. You, you're you're obviously most well known to the TV gent public as as a professional in four series of Strictly Come Dancing. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Seven years ago, you left. I can't believe it's been seven years. I know the time has literally flown by. Um, uh, every time when you, when I tell people, they say, "Oh, um, um, how long have you been off the show now?" I say seven years. They said, "There's no way. It feels like you've only been gone a couple of years." Yeah, just, uh, I was looking at it yesterday. Like, I remember you've been on it. Um, obviously, Deb- Deborah Meaden was your last partner, wasn't she? Yeah, that's right. I had Pat- Patsy Kenza, Anita Dobson, Lisa Riley, and then Deborah Meaden. And then Deborah Meaden, yeah. So we'll touch on your partners a bit more, but it doesn't feel like seven years since, certainly, since you were with Deborah um, back in 2013. I can't believe it. Well, well, it's good. At least I made some kind of impact on the show, so people do remember me. So I must have oh, done something right. Definitely do. More so with Lisa. Uh, you and Lisa definitely made a big impact on the show. And we'll touch on that um, later in the, in the episode. Um, but we'll, we'll start. What, what got you into dancing? Um, well, my parents used to teach at the local dance school. And um, despite the weird Australian twang I've got to my accent, I'm actually from Ipswich. Um, so I was always at the, the dance school from from a baby, really. And at three years old, they caught me wiggling my hips in the mirror. And um, they said, do you want to have a dance lesson? And I jumped at the chance. And I love moving to music. Um, it doesn't really matter what music. I just love moving to music. And because I was in a ballroom environment, um, I was going to be a dancer regardless. Yeah, that makes sense. I think you, you can uh, most people do kind of um, go on from from what your family um, does, but at least your your use has got you onto TV, which not many parents the hobbies or interests certainly get many people to do. Um, so, so how did Strictly come about? Um, well, I did all my dance competitions growing up from a, a young age, and I made it to like I was England's number two in the juveniles, which was under twelve. Then England's number two again in the under 16s. Then uh, England's number one in the under 19s and went on to represent England at the World Championships. Um, and then after that, um, I took a little bit of time out from dancing to personal reasons. And um, just by chance, um, I bumped into my old dance partner in uh, Oxford Street in London. And I, when I say by chance, she lived in Southampton. So it was a, a 60 million to one that I was actually going to bump into her there. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, uh, I'm not dancing anymore. I said, well, nor am I. I said, um, uh, she said, well, how do you fancy getting together again and putting some stuff together for a cruise ship? And we could perhaps go and dance and I would like to perform, but not compete anymore. So, of course, I jumped at the chance because um, I hadn't been dancing for a year. And I went to live in Southampton with her family who took me in and I took a job spraying perfumes at John Lewis down there. Um, uh, while we were sorting our things out. And the day that we were going to send off the VHS tapes, yes, it was that long ago, um, uh, to the cruise crew, all the different cruise liners for an audition tape, um, we got a phone call from um, a dance show called Burn the Floor. Now, way before Strictly, um, there was this theatre dance show, ballroom show called Burn the Floor that was created at Elton John's 50th birthday. And um, uh they asked Coralie if she would like to return because she was actually in the very original 
and they said we've got a partner for, for you and she said well I'm actually dancing with Robin again and um, I couldn't really do it without him and uh, the producer said I remember him from the comp competition days bring him with you and that was how I got myself in the theatre world and uh, little did I know that I'd be touring with that show for the next 10 years um, uh, all the way around the world and anywhere you can think of we went to um, uh, from all across Australia to Asia, Europe, uh, South Africa, uh, all across America um, and Canada. And uh, we finally, after a lot of hard work, became the first ever ballroom show to make it to Broadway in New York. And we were there for supposed to be three months, um, but we got extended to six and then got extended to nine. And we broke box office records at the Longacre Theatre there. So um, that was an incredible time for a ballroom dancer because ballroom dancers don't generally go to Broadway. So we were the first, hopefully, of many. Yeah, and I, I remember that making headlines definitely back because I'm a big theatre fan and I do remember the, the, the Burn the Floor dance show. Um, so I take it that's where strictly the, the producers or whoever saw you in that show. Is that how that? Well, kind of. Um, I we were we were just finishing our run on Broadway, and um, I said to myself, "Look, this is as far as I could get in theatre. The, the pinnacle is Broadway for most dancers." Mm -hmm. And I thought I want to do something else. And I've been living out of suitcase for ten years, and I, I think I want to go back home. Um, and uh, I spoke to, I'm sure you will remember Natalie Lowe, one of the Strictly professionals. Yes. She was actually in Burn the Floor for a period of time um, and went to Strictly. So I messaged her and I said, look, um, I want to come back to the UK. Can you think of anything that I could possibly do? And she said, oh, email this lady. Um, they might be able to help you. Um, so I dropped them a line. Um, got on the phone and they didn't say who they were at first and about 10 minutes into the conversation I actually went what is it you actually you guys actually do because um, I'm, I'm not quite sure they said oh we're the producers of Strictly Come Dancing and my sort of like insides went oh really <laughs> um, and they said it's funny that we're speaking to you because your name's been cropping up time and time and time again because we've been looking for somebody British um, to come into the next series and I was like oh wonderful um, and uh, I flew home and I went to the BBC. Um, they didn't even ask to see me dance. They must have seen some videos or something. Or anybody that's been in Burn the Floor has got a reputation of being extremely hardworking um, and professional. Um, and uh, I got a phone call the next day to say, we'd, we'd love you to join the show. So um, we've got, uh, uh, we're not allowed, to, you're not allowed to tell anybody that we've had this conversation. I said, oh, why is that? They said, because we haven't told the people that are leaving that they're leaving yet. <laughs> so, uh, so I had to, was sworn to secrecy and they sent me down to watch. There was a Strictly Come Dancing professional tour and they said, we want you to go and watch it. So they sent me down to Southampton and I had to sit right at the very back and, as, and uh, obviously nobody knew me then, but the people on stage knew me because all the dancers uh, knew who I was. Yeah. Um, so I had to sit at the back in the dark. And as soon as it finished, I had to, they told me I had to get straight out and get out of there before anybody came off stage just to have a look at the show. Um, and that's how it all began. That's, and the, the rest is history, as they say. Exactly. But we're going to bring back that history. And um, yeah. we started in the show in 2010. Um, series of 2010, um, and it had been going for quite a bit by this point. Brucey was still in it, is that correct? 
Yeah, Bruce was still in it. And um, it, it was the time when the show had a big overhaul and a big change from the old set to the new set. They had a new producer come in who shook things up a bit. Um, there were three new boys that joined that year. It was myself, Artem Chigvinsev and Jared Murillo. Um, and Artem actually was on tour with me uh, doing Burn the Floor. He was my best friend. And because we were both sworn to secrecy, we didn't know that each other was going ah. to be in the show. And uh, it, it wasn't until the day that I opened the newspaper to see three new boys join Strictly Come Dancing. And there is Artem's face next to mine. And I'm like, oh, he's going to steal my thunder, isn't he? And of course he did the first year. He went on to win with Cara Toynton. Uh, I think it's 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 a pot pot luck. As, as some series I've shown, it's but generally sometimes pot luck and who wins. Um, it's, it's it's not necessarily the best dancer um, that wins. The professionals are always brilliant, but the celebrities is not always the best one. Um, but I'm not naming names there. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so on the show, you were professionally partnered with Christina Rianoff. Yes, uh, that's right. Was that your decision, as in you and Christina's, or was that the show's decision? Well, that was the producer's decision. But when I went down to watch this show in Southampton, um, Christina was in that show. And I went back to the producers going, I really want to dance with Christina because she is a fantastic dancer. And little did I know that she'd also gone to the producers once she'd seen who was joining the show and said, I really want to dance with Robin. So they put us together. So it was um, a kind of mutual decision. Yeah, and it was a, a fantastic decision. We made um, and still do make a great partnership and uh, we still work together on a lot of things. Um, well, we're talking like 11 years later now. Yeah, so in case anybody's not aware, the professional partnerships obviously are for when you do the professional dances and on the, the results shows and different things in case anybody doesn't watch Strictly. If you don't watch Strictly, I don't know why you don't watch it, but that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, like... Um, back back in those days, everyone had a specific professional partner. Like I was with Christina, Vincent was Flavia, Brendan with Natalie, uh, all of that. Everyone had James and Ola. Now all the professionals seem to don't have one particular partner. They seem to spread around each other a lot. Yeah, you see them definitely. And I think also, like, because you've also got professional partnerships, uh, the professional dances, sorry, but you've also got the dances with the, the singers and the, the, the things on the yes. as well. Um, which weren't a thing back then, was that correct? Or was that? Oh no, we had we had the, with the singers back then. Um, I think me and Christina danced to Neil Diamond, um, which I didn't really know him that well, but my mother was over the moon. I can imagine um, this. And uh, one of my favourite ones is uh, we danced to a Jar of Hearts by Christina Perry, oh. um, and it was the first time on Strictly that somebody had had been barefoot and we did more of a contemporary rumba and it was for me it was one of my best moments that I've ever had. It's a fantastic song definitely and it's been danced to quite a few times I think on Strictly and yeah. I remember. Um, yeah so over the time you had four celebrity partners um, of, of various skills and abilities um, certainly when they started and <laughs> you went from a, a 12th not from a 12th place finish but you had like a 12th place finish all the way through to 5th um, I think yes. 12th, 5th and 7th were the only three placements you had. Yeah. Uh, yes, 7th twice, right. um, uh, then a semi-final uh, place and then a, a very shock exit on my last year. Yes, um, it was quite shocking because um, I thought Deborah would have gone quite far. But your, your semi-place, um, who, sorry, who was the biggest surprise? That was the question I was going to ask you. Who was your biggest surprise 
Well, I think we can all agree that Lisa Riley was the biggest surprise. I mean, um, we all looked at Lisa and because she was a big girl, she was a size 30 back then. And we all just assumed that she was going to be the joke of the competition. And there is one every year. There's always one that's pretty bad. And even Lisa said to me herself that she thought that everyone would assume that she's going to be the joke competition. She's like, here we go. Here's the big one. La, la, la. And little did we know that she was going to be able to pull it out the bag like that week after week after week. Um, and it was our initial first dance that we did that um, woke everybody up to the fact that Lisa could dance. And of course, the uh, famous thing where I jumped into her arms and she was the first female to ever lift the male celebrity. No, definitely. I think from, from my point of view, Lisa Riley was the Susan Boyle of Strictly. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, she came just to prove a point. Doesn't matter who you are, what you look like, size, anything like that. Anybody, anybody can dance. And, and she just went out there just to tell people that. No, definitely. 100%. Um, so what was your favourite dance style in the show? Not, not necessarily the one you've done, but what's your favourite? My favourite dance that I've done on the show? Um, no, no, that, what's your favourite dance style? Not oh, necessarily done. one. My dance style, samba. I love samba. It's got full of rhythm. It's like me, loads of energy. Um, but it really does depend on your mood because you have to sort of create a character for each dance. Um, and if you're in a bit of a bad mood, Paso is great one or a tango. If you're in a really chirpy, happy mood, then you've got cha-chas and sambas and things like that. So I love them all. Um, it really depends on your mood at which one you prefer on the day. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, for Pata, question for you then. Now, what was your favourite dance with each of the ladies? Oh, so my first partner, Patsy Kinsett, um, we made it all the way to week nine. Um, and my favourite dance with her would have been, oh, my gosh, uh, that's, we're going back sometime. Yeah. Uh, I would say our um, uh, jive that we did for Halloween. It was to the Monster Mash. And it was sort of Patsy was very nervous and very, very shy, believe it or not. And um, it was that was the moment that she sort of came out of her shell a little bit and was able to dance a bit more full on. And um, she she ended up losing two and a half stone on the show um, by all, all of that dancing. So it was fantastic. Um, Anita Dobson uh, has to be our week two salsa. That was to jump in the line by Harry Belafonte. Um, uh, as Craig said, if I remember correct, Anita looked like Bertie Bassett uh, on acid and I looked like a barking Dalmatian because our outfits were outrageous. Um, and um, it was just full of joy. And we actually went on to do that dance on the tour um, because uh, we both loved it so much. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, you've got a lot my gosh, with Lisa, there are so many, but um, I think the first one is is, is more known by everybody. Um, but I, for me, the favourite dance of Lisa was our samba at Wembley. Uh, Lisa had said to me week one, she said, I can do the split, you know, and I sort of looked at her up and down and went, mm, are you sure about that? <laughs> and just carried on, just brushed it under the carpet. And then back week four, she said, you know, Robin, I can do the splits. And I went, well, we're doing tango this week, so it wouldn't really work. And then we got to Wembley and we were doing samba. And she said, look, I'd like to finish in the splits because I can't do it. I said, OK, show me. And she said, well, I can really I can only do it the once. And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, you'll understand. I said, well, the producers are going to need to see it on the video and they're going to need to see it in the dress rehearsal. We can't just allow it to happen live in, in Wembley in front of the 6000 people watching and the 10 million at home. 
um, she said, I promise you, I promise you. So I decided, okay, let's go for it. And of course, everybody remembers her doing the split. She yeah. didn't just do the split, she jumped and she bumped onto the ground. And um, the reason that she could only do it the once is because she pulls the muscles on the insides of her legs and she couldn't walk for a couple of days. But she was on the front page of every national newspaper the next day, so it was worth it. No, I definitely remember that one. The first one, as you say, is the most iconic with Lisa because um, it was the one that everybody was watching, thinking, right, this, this is the laughing stock, and then she wasn't. But no, yeah. I don't remember the Wembley one with the splits. And, and then with Deborah Meaden, um, uh, it would have to be our quick step, and it was on Love Week. And Deborah is uh, Deborah's not really the lovey, gushy sort of lady, um, but she wanted to pick a song that represented some kind of love. Um, and we did Higher and Higher. Uh, from Jackie Wilson and it was her best dance and her favourite dance she even bought the dress uh, because she looked a million dollars that night so she bought the dress and she kept it No definitely um, that one's a good one but that, that one was I think I think Gabriel could have went further if she'd given a chance I think she would have got better and better well, what happened with Deborah, and, and not many people know this, is she had a hairline fracture in her foot that uh, had happened about week two. Um, so she was dancing in pain the whole time. But she is so determined that she's going to do something. If she sets her mind onto it, she'll continue, which is why for our jive, which uh, was a bit of a terrible dance for us, I had put her in flat shoes because I knew it wouldn't hurt her feet so much. Um, I, and I got a lot of stick for why have you put her in flat shoes? Uh, but it, at the time, uh, but obviously now we look back, everybody and I tell people they're like, oh, okay. It, may, it makes sense now knowing that, but I'm, I'm in a way glad that it didn't that that wasn't revealed at the time. Yes, but she, she didn't want she didn't want people to know because she was scared that the producers would say we're going to have to pull you out of the competition, and yeah. she did not want that. And also that the viewers would have thought, oh, sympathy for it as well. That's the other thing as well. Trying to get sympathy for it, which which is not well, that wouldn't have been the case, but that's how some of the public would have looked at it. Yes. Um. So obviously we, we've touched on it. It's been seven years since she since she left. Yes. Do you miss it? I do miss it. I, I mean, I had to leave the show in a sort of tough way. Uh, I had a problem with my lower back um, and I had two discs pop in my lower back, which wasn't very nice. Um, and I had lots of injections to keep those going, to keep myself going. Um. Uh, right, with a lot horrible long um, long needles into my spine, but they kept me moving. But little did I realise while I was still dancing, the uh, discs were pushing further and further away. Um, and I ended up in a huge amount of pain. And the week before the show was about to start again, I fell to the floor and um, they had to replace me at the last minute. And that was such a terrible thing to happen. Um, so I found it very difficult to watch it that year, obviously because um, I'd just gone in for an operation. And then as the years have gone on, I've, I've, I still love the show just as much as I did when I was on it. It's a wonderful show. Oh, it definitely is. It's, it's, it's a much-needed show. Um, people don't realise it when it's not on. That, that It's much-needed, especially at that time of the year. The dull and, and especially this, this series just gone. It was the most important series that they've put on, I think. 100%. We'll, we'll touch on that a bit more uh, later on, like this series. Or the one just gone. Um, would you go back if you got a phone call tomorrow to say we want you back? Forget health conditions and everything. Would if you were perfectly healthy, would you go back? I'm perfectly healthy now, and of course I'd be silly to say no. It's a great show, great show to be part of, and it's good for your personal profile and things like that as well. Um, but I'll, I'll always be a strictly boy at heart, anyway. 
yeah, you'll definitely with the fans, you'll definitely be one of the, the top ones. Um, two part a question. Um, same sort of same sort of thing. In the last seven years, so forget the years before you and, and during your time. Um, in the last seven years, who would you have been partnered, or who would you have liked to have been partnered with? Oh gosh. Um... Oh gosh! Uh, ah, let me think. And don't, and don't take an easy way and just pick a winner, unless the winner is genuinely somebody that you would. Oh, oh, oh! I'm just trying to think. I'd have loved to have danced with Susanna Reid. Um, I actually did the Children in Need special with Susanna back in 2011, and we won. Um, and uh, she, when she want, came to do the, the full show, she said, I, "I really want to dance with Robin," but they wouldn't allow it because we'd already danced together. Um, otherwise I'd have probably danced with Susanna and that's do you know what that's a bit of a lie because that was uh, that was the year that I was on with Deborah that Susanna was on um so that's eight years ago who's been on since then um Caroline Flack rest her soul um I'd have loved to have danced with Caroline she was brilliant um I would love to have danced with Kimberly Kimberly was it Kimberly Wyatt that danced with Pasha the Pussycat Doll. She was amazing. I always felt that I'd have loved to have got a partner that was um, I've been able to do a lot more with. Um, I tend to, to generally get people that I couldn't push to the best to 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 give it crazy routines and things like that with. Um, so I'd have been happy with pretty much anybody, really. Um, Such an easy answer there, Robin. Yeah. <laughs> Such an easy answer. Happy anyone? Um, oh, I know. I don't know who Michelle Visage. Oh. You, I could have seen you and Michelle, yes. No, Michelle Visage. Um, I actually worked with her on a show called West End Bears in London. Uh, it's a big charity event uh, a few years ago. And um, I messaged her when she was announced for the show, going, oh, my God, I'm so happy for you. You're going to love this. And um, she said, if you were there, I would have I would have killed to have danced with you. And um, after she finished the show and got knocked out, um, I messaged her and I said, look, I know, I know how much you're loving this. Um, and Giovanni's obviously busy. I'll happily teach you if you want. So I actually gave her a couple of lessons um, uh, after the show, and it was great to actually dance with her. Michelle Visage was a goddess in my eyes before the show, but even yeah. after, like, after the show, she was even more. She's fantastic. Michelle Visage is everything the world needs. That's yeah, I'm going to put that there. <laughs> <laughs> That's definite. I agree that one. Um, the, so the other part of that question was, if you could have anyone who would be a dream partner? Celebrity-wise, obviously. Um, anyone who could be a dream partner. If anyone in the world, and I'm going to go right out there and say Jennifer Lopez. Oh, right. Okay, that's that's, right. uh, that's definitely taking the dream to extreme. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. But BBC, that BBC doesn't have the budget for just one of her legs, I don't think. I know. Let alone the whole thing. They, sometimes they come out of the bag and you think, how did they manage that? But, yeah, no, Jennifer Lopez, I don't think they're ever going to manage. Um, not for a, a long while anyway. So, so we talked about on last series, obviously 2020 series was a bit hit and miss um, on whether it was going to go ahead due to the COVID pandemic, but they managed it and thank God they managed it. Can I just put that out there right now? Um, it was one of the best things, it is one of the best things anyway, but especially last year, it got us through another lockdown. Um, it was a fantastic series in itself anyway. But do, do you think, the question there really was, do you think last series was so good because it was the COVID pandemic and there was the, 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 the story behind it or would it have been as good 
had it been just a normal series if you like. Uh, it'd have been as good if it had been any series and I think they did such an incredible job in putting that together it must have been so difficult with all the restrictions and things that they had and I think the whole country was dying for a little bit of Strictly Sparkle on a Saturday night it was a uh, incredible and what they did with the set you could see that everything had been improved as far as the lighting had been concerned to make it look a bit better so they didn't have the blank spaces at the side I think they did a phenomenal job and um, it just goes to show that Strictly is still thriving and everybody needs a little bit of sparkle um, at, at, at that time of year and the whole year really they should have two series a year <laughs> I don't know. It might lose its sparkle <laughs> quite a bit. I, I like. I agree with you there, but no, I think it might lose its sparkle a bit after two seasons a year. Um, obviously, last year wasn't just the COVID pandemic. It was a massive year, especially for LGBT uh, yes. in circle history. Um, it was the first series that they allowed their words uh, same-sex couples, um, yes. and obviously that year it was in the form of Nicola Adams and Katia Jones. I'm yeah. assuming you're happy that they have now done that? Oh, it was absolutely amazing to see that um, finally this was going to happen because we've got to realise as well, two women have been dancing together in competitions for years and years and years because uh, there's never been enough men to go around. Um, so women always dance together, even back in the wartime. Um, all the men had gone off to, to war and a lot of the ladies um, started to dance with each other because they just love to dance. Um, so I thought it was about time that something like this should have happened. And um, Kat, uh, Nicola had the perfect partner in Katia, who for me is the choreography queen. Um, and it was amazing to see how good a job that they did together and the, uh, the, the support that they got. Because I remember going back a few years, the mo as soon as you mentioned same-sex couple, everything online was so homophobic and uh, against it. But as things have progressed and moved on, um, uh, it, the, the complaints and things have uh, dropped down so much. And it just goes to show that we are moving forward. There's still a way to go, but we are moving forward um, and it's, it's on its way. And uh, I'm very proud of, proud of them. It was just a, such a shame that uh, uh, Katia got COVID-19 and they had to withdraw from the show. I would have liked to have seen where they would have gone, to be honest, because I think they were they were up they were on the way up. They started not low low, they started kind of mid term and then they were getting better as the weeks go on. And if you look at the final, when they danced in the final, um they were obviously they didn't dance as a comp competitor in the final, but they danced yeah. in the final as a kind of goodbye dance. They were even a lot better then and so yeah, I think I think it would have been really nice to see the progression. And um, I think they would have gone quite far in the competition. Uh, but of course, we'll never know. Um, and, and fingers crossed that they're going to keep moving in the same direction and perhaps have a, a same sex male couple next year or even another female couple. Well, um, so no, if you've listened to episode one of the broadcast, I talked to Sam Retford, who was in Ackley Bridge, and he said he would love to do Strictly because I asked at the end, what one reality show, I asked him and he said he would love to do Strictly as a male couple. I yeah, I think couple. Strictly is just, Strictly is the one that everybody wants to do as well. Like, who doesn't want to get all, um, get on Saturday night and have a big makeover and look all fabulous? Um, and I, I think that it's, it's good as well that now so many people are requesting to dance with the same sex partner um, as well, because that's something that people tended to shy away from before. 
Um, and for me, dancing is everybody, especially for everybody, especially with ballroom. It's just two people moving across a dance floor together. It doesn't have to be a man and a woman. Uh, it doesn't have to. It can be anything at all. Not 100%. Obviously, um, we, we've touched there on Nicola and Katia, but we have to give a wee shout out to, to, to Janice um, for that <laughs> fantastic routine in heels um, last year to, to Priscilla Queen of the Desert. It was fantastic. I was so jealous. I, I was. I just. I just wanted it to be me up there. Um, and he did such a fantastic job, and and you know, so did Gorka and Giovanni. Yeah. I thought they did a brilliant job as well behind him. Um, Gorka was extremely attractive in in that outfit. I know that he isn't already though. Um, and I, I just thought it was great um, to uh, open the show with such an iconic number from such an iconic show. No, definitely. It was, it was fantastic and it was great to, to see the BBC allowing it, um, which is even better. Um, what would you say to the to the negative Nancys who watch the show? Because there are still oh. some. Like that, that dance alone got a lot of complaints. Yeah, help. but, but the, these people, they take their kids to see Panto. Mm -hmm. There's always a, a dame in Panto um, and it's 2021 or 2020 for then. Um, and at times have moved on. These people are still left in the dark ages and they just don't uh, want to be part of the anything moving forward, which is what it, that the entire world is going to continue to do with or without them. 100%. I agree that. Here, here. Um, obviously, I, I'm correct in saying you actually ran or you still do. I don't know if you still do, but a, a same-sex couple dance class. Uh, I used to. Um, I did. Uh, I, I, it was absolutely amazing. It started off, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> I just did a one-off evening um, in London and it was packed. You could, I had to split the, split everybody in half because there were so many people. Um, and I made it as an evening. So I had Jeanette and Ali Ash came down uh, to help out and um, uh, my ex uh, was sung at the interval and things like that. So we made a, a, an evening and everybody loved it. And um, that was fantastic. And of course now um, we're unable to do anything like that. So I'm doing a lot of stuff on Zoom. Um, and I actually did somebody's wedding, uh, same sex wedding dance um, uh, a few weeks ago on Zoom. It was quite tough, but we managed to make it there in the end. I dance classes in Zoom, I don't know, uh, especially to that extreme, like f doing it for fun, I can understand, but it must be quite hard for, for the for you guys to, to teach um, because you, normally you'd be there and you'd be moving the hands in the position, like you watch someone strictly, like they actually move the celebrity's hands and well, you want it there and I want this there and all the rest, because it must be hard. Yeah, it is really tough because I'm a bit of a hands-on person. I like to touch the person and move them where I like them. Um, but of course, we have to make the best of a bad situation. And um, uh, it's so far so good. I mean, I'm teaching a lot of people beginners um, um, online. And the idea is that dancing makes people happy. Um, it doesn't matter whether you're a beginner or a professional. The moment that you're dancing, you forget about everything else that's going on in the world at the moment. And of course, there's a lot of people struggling with mental health. And dancing is one of the best things that you can do to help make yourself feel better. Um, and a lot of people have now cottoned onto that and are um, getting up and getting dancing in their front rooms. No, definitely. Um, I did it for I did the Children Need one. I was part of yes. Children Need. They did the the, the people they asked everybody to record themselves. Um, oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Asked them this last year because obviously you couldn't do it. I chose to need one last year. 
they did that. And I did that and it was quite fun. Everybody taught everybody and they were like, oh, okay, I can actually do this. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm a dad dancer. Well, I am, uh, definitely. And so, so moving on, um, obviously that, that's us finished um, with Strictly. Um, obviously you you did three, four years and three, four series, sorry, why am I saying three? Um, and, and you had, it looked like you had a ball and I'm sure even talking to you now, it sounded like you had a ball at the time. Um, but moving on to, to, to more generic TV, yeah. um, we've obviously, we're in lockdown 45, um, sorry, no, <laughs> 45, lockdown three of, of COVID. Um, so, but TV has been a massive part in everybody's life, um, no matter how much you watched it before lockdown, um, it's what's got through us, us all. Um, what TV shows have got you through? Uh, Bridgerton. <laughs> um, and I only discovered that I, I came out at Christmas uh, I must have watched it at uh, New Year because I, I, I was like oh I'm not really into period things like that and uh, somebody said to me Robin you have to watch it um, so I did and I ended up watching all eight episodes back to back because it was so good yeah no definitely what, what were the last lockdown obviously because Bridgerton wasn't there the last lockdown what got you through Oh, um, I actually started, what did I watch from the very beginning? Um, American Horror Story. I'd never seen it, so I started from the beginning. Uh, not one to watch on my own, I realised. Uh, and um, what else did I watch? Oh, my gosh. You put me on the spot now. I, I think I must have completed Netflix, to be honest. I just can't remember anything I watched. I think I blanked, I blanked that period out. Um, I watched Modern Family from the beginning, uh, I watched uh, loads of movies um, and then I got onto documentaries. Um, I'm fascinated about the London Underground and there's a lot of documentaries about the London Underground and how it was made and uh, and the progress and the timeline of everything that's happened with it. Interesting. That's definitely, I like these kind of questions because it gets you some ideas and also some insight into to you. Um, yeah. What one TV show would you love to be in? Taskmaster. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it's, I, I discovered that on this lockdown just gone here um, and I watched all 10 seasons in about three weeks um, and I was fascinated by it. I want to do Taskmaster. That's it. There you go. Greg Davis, if you're watching, Taskmaster. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, Greg Davis, Taskmaster. Get him in. Um, no, I do like Taskmaster. I've got to say it's because it's, it's funny, but it's, it's just about a, it's something you can watch, but you don't have to watch. Does that make sense? Yeah, I just like, think it's loads. I just think it's loads of fun. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, I've I've been uh uh asked a lot if I would do. Um, I'm a celebrity. Um, and I possibly could do that as long as there's no heights involved because I'm absolutely petrified of heights and I wouldn't. I would not be able to jump out a plane or do that plank thing that they used to do walking at the beginning. But um, I could definitely put horrible creepy crawlers in me, man. <laughs> I've had worse. Uh, what yeah, one, me too. <laughs> what one TV show which you bring back? Um, Dynasty. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're current. We're current. We're currently watching the original Dynasty from series series one. Uh, we're on series two at the moment. Um, I love the revamp that they did on Netflix. They've cancelled that, which is a big shame. Uh, but we're going back to the old. Um, uh, Joan Collins uh, days where Alexis and um, oh fudge I've forgotten her name Alexis and 
Who's the other character? I've never <laughs> watched it, so I can't help you. Oh, I've forgotten the name. Um, anyway, uh, the cat fights with the with the big big wide uh, shoulders. It's all fabulous. I love it. Yeah, no. Crystal Crystal Carrington. There you go, Crystal and Alexis. Crystal and Alexis. You got there eventually. Uh, I have never seen the original, so I don't know. I remember John Collins being in it. I say I remember. I know John Collins in it. I don't remember it. Too young. <laughs> um, not, not not often. I can say too young now. Um, the most controversial we're getting in this show is what one TV show would you bin? Which one would I bin? Um, oh, oh, what would I actually bin? Oh, um, oh, I would have said, uh, do you know what? I would have said Love Island. <laughs> But, <laughs> but. Now, I, I was made to, I was forced pretty much to watch it, the American version with my flatmate because he was, is, is obsessed. So I was just happened to be doing some work on the table and seeing it. Oh, and I became, oh, I've just dropped my headphones. I'm so sorry. Whoop. And I became obsessed with it. And I hated to say that. And that was, that's now become my guilty pleasure. But before that, I would have been Love Island. Uh I watch, I'm addicted every year, but I 100% could agree with you, it would have to be binned. Um, it's one of those programmes, like, you have actually, episode two, and that's the second time somebody's told me that it had been Love Island, I've got to say, Sam said the same thing. Um, and I, I've got to agree with you, but Love Island's the one show you'd watch at the start and say, all right, I'm going to watch who goes in, I'll watch the first episode, and that's it. And then 12 weeks later, you're still watching it, you've been hooked for 12 weeks, it's final. I become I became obsessed because I was adamant that I never wanted to watch it because I just didn't really think it was a great thing to be doing, but fell in, I I fell in love with it. <laughs> yeah, no, I've got to say I do like it, um, but I can understand that. Yeah, um, you, you've kind of touched on it a bit, but what one reality show would you do other than Strictly? Obviously, Strictly's classes. Um, um, if I if I was to pick one, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Um, I I'd, I'd love to do that. Um. Uh, and it's pretty much being isolated, which we're all used to now anyway, so I could do that easy. Yeah, that's um, definitely, that's why when they said they're bringing back, do you remember the circle? They're yes, the circle yeah, I, I, that, that's another one, I like that, that's a good uh, one, I, I watched that. I love the circle, uh, I'm a big, big fan of the circle, and I thought, why are they not doing it this year? Like, it's the one show you literally could do, <laughs> in like, it's the only show you could probably do completely safely, because nobody sees anybody. You're literally, it's the definition of COVID-19 is the circle. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, last question. What is your top three shows of all time? Top three shows of all time. Oh, la, la. Uh, top three shows of all time. Friends is one. Yeah. Uh, top three shows, three shows, three shows. Oh, my gosh. Uh the Big Bang Theory, uh, for the two reasons that they are the things that I will always go to to watch that I've watched over and over and over again um, because they just chill me and zone me out. And the other one is Sex and the City. Which they're bringing back. Yay, but without <laughs> Samantha. Without Samantha, but they're bringing back. We'll wait and see what it's like. I don't know without Samantha, but... Uh, it's going to be very strange to watch. They must be in their what? Well, they must be in their fifties now, um, yeah. seeing what's happened to them. Because um, surely they're just not going to be settled down to happily married life. Because that would make boring television. So we're going to have something exciting happen, I'm sure. 
But what are they going to do with Samantha? Is, are they, is Samantha just not going to be there? Are they going to kill her off? Are they well? I, we, we've I all got our little, we've all got our little theory. I think that the, the whole show is going to start with them at her funeral, and she died of the breast cancer that she had. That's how I think it's oh, going to start. Got she breast cancer, didn't she? Oh. So I, I think they're going to use that as it's returned. She died from it, and they're at her funeral, and that's how it starts. And they haven't that's, seen each other for a few years, and oh, that's yeah, a good I think that's how it's going to happen. That's a good one. That's a good one, Robin. You've heard that here first, if that's how it starts. <laughs> patting it quick, patting it quick. <laughs> Getting it copyrighted. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you very much. You have been a great guest. That You're was TV Life. Um, and to the viewers, tune in, or the listeners, should I say, uh, tune in next week uh, to episode three when we'll have another great celebrity going through their TV life. But once again, Robin, thank you very much for joining us. And guys, take care.